football gossip with Samyam. Hello everyone. I hope you all are doing great. I am Samyam Khadiyoda, your host for this podcast, Football Gossip with Samyam, presented to you by Ubacast, and this is the third episode. Please stay tuned until the end of the podcast and comment about how you thought this episode was, and hopefully you will enjoy this edition of Football Gossip with Samyam. Now on to today's agenda. First, we will talk about the current football highlights. Then, we will talk about the history of football. Afterwards, we will talk about a legendary player. Then, we will talk about the Super League. Later, we will talk about Nepali football. And finally, we will talk about two football vocabulary terms. With the 2020-2021 club football season now over in most places around Europe, the results of these leagues around the countries are fascinating. Starting in England, Manchester City won their fifth Premier League title, with their city rivals Manchester United coming in second. Third and fourth places were filled by Liverpool despite their poor season, and finally Chelsea, who are also in the Champions League final, happening later this week along with City. The top goalscorer and assister was Harry Kane of Tottenham Hotspurs, who finished 7th in the league. In Spain, Atletico Madrid won the league after 7 years, finishing above their city rivals, Real Madrid. 3rd place was Barcelona, and finally, 4th place was Sevilla. The top goalscorer was Lionel Messi, with 30 goals, and the top assister was Iago Aspas of Celta Vigo. In Italy, Inter Milan won the title after 10 years, ending Juventus's long winning spell of 9 straight years. Their city rivals, AC Milan, got second place, while Atlanta BC reached third, followed by fourth place Old Ladies, otherwise known as Juventus. The top goal scorer in Italy was the one and only Cristiano Ronaldo with 29 goals. Also, he is the only player to be the top goal scorer in England, Spain, and Italy, and also the only player to have scored 100 goals in each of those countries, as well as for his national team, Portugal. The top assister was Ruslan Milinovsky with 12 assists. In France, Lille won the title dethroning the French giants PSG, who were second. Kylian Mbappe had the most goals in France with 26 goals, while Memphis Depay of Lyon had the most assists with 12. Finally, in Germany, Bayern Munich won their 10th title in a row with RB Leipzig following in second. Third place was Borussia Dortmund with Wolfsburg following in fourth. The top goal scorer was Robert Lewandowski with 41 goals, dethroning Gerd Müller as the player with the most goals in a single season in the Bundesliga with 40 goals. Thomas Müller was the top assister with 18 assists. Now with a special mention, Sporting Lisbon won the Portuguese title in 19 years along with Rangers FC winning the title in Scotland uh, going undefeated. In other news, Real Madrid's coach, now former, resigned for a second time winning 11 th- trophies in his two spells at the club. Juventus have also sacked their current coach, Andrea Pirlo, just after one season of coaching the club. But this season was pretty disappointing, with them only making the Champions League just about. Juve have also already found a replacement for Pirlo, that being Massimiliano Allegri, who was sacked from Juventus three years ago, even though they won the Italian title that year. Many people thought that Zidane would be Pirlo's replacement, if he was to go, but that was not the case here. Also, Harry Kane, one of the best center forwards in the world, is currently 
looking to leave Tottenham, his boyhood club, because of their lack of trophies and his desire to win more. He is linked with a move to Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, and more distantly, PSG. Tottenham are also in the market for a new coach as they fired their head coach, Jose Mourinho, around two months ago and have been playing with an interim manager. Bayern Munich's coach, Hansi Flick, has also resigned and will take the Germany national football team job after the Euro Cup finishes. We will talk about the Euros in a little bit. Finally, Cristiano Ronaldo has been linked with a rumor to leave Juventus after three seasons with the Italian Giants and has been linked with a move to Manchester United or PSG. Now we will move on to talk about the European Championship 2020 happening in the summer, June 11th to July 11th. The Euro Cup 2020, or the European Championship, was supposed to happen last year in 2020, but was postponed due to the sudden outburst of COVID-19. It had been rescheduled to play this summer, which is now only a few weeks ahead. For those of y'all who don't know what this competition is, the Euro Cup is kind of like the World Cup, but only with European countries participating. There's also the Copa America, which might not happen because of some problems happening in South America. The team that is favorite to win the Euro Cup is England, as most of the games are happening in the UK. France are also with England as they were the 2018 World Cup winners and because of their experience, youth, and talent in all positions around the pitch. Other qualified teams that might win are Belgium, Germany, Italy, Spain, and the 2016 Euro winning team, Portugal. Teams that failed to qualify for the Euros include Norway and Bosnia. The Euros will also include fans to watch their team plays, cheering them from the stands after around 18 months without them. One big news that came in recently is that for the Spanish football team, no Real Madrid players were included in the 26-man squad for the first time in history. That also means that no Sergio Ramos, the captain of Spain and Real Madrid, will feature in the Euros, but that is partly because of his injury crisis that happened this year. Also, this competition will be really fun to watch, and let's see, on July 11th, who will come out on top above all others in Europe and in South America if the Copa America will go on. The Football History Now we will talk about the history of football. We will continue from where we left off on the last podcast. The first competitions. Other milestones were now to follow. Football Association Challenge Cup FA Cup became the first important competition when it was run in 1871. The following year, a match between two national teams was played for the first time. The match was involving Scotland and England, ended in a 0-0, was followed by a 4,000 people at Hamilton Crescent. Twelve years later, in 1883, the first international tournament took place and included four national teams, England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Football was for a long time British phenomenon, but it gradually spread to other European countries. The first game that took place outside of Europe occurred in Argentina in 1867, but it was foreign British workers who were involved and not Argentinian citizens. The Federation Internationale, the football association, FIFA, was founded in 1904 and was a foundation act, was signed by representatives from Britain, France, Belgium, Denmark, and Netherlands, Spain, Sweden, and Switzerland. England and other British countries did not join FIFA from the start. They had invented the game and saw no reason to subordinate to an association. They still joined in the following year, but would not participate in the World Cup until 1950. 
domestic leagues occurred in many countries. The first was, already, as already mentioned, the English Football League, which was established in 1888. The leagues would by time expand to more divisions, which were based on team performance. In 1908, world football for the first time would be included as an official sport in the Olympic Games. Until the first FIFA World Cup was played in 1930, the Olympic Game Tournament would rank as the most prestigious on a national level. Women's football was not added until 1996. This is football with charm! Black players. As in many other sports, the white male was predominant for a long time. In football, black players started being present relatively early and in comparison with, for example, tennis, football has traditionally been known as a sport with a mix of black and white players. In Britain, Andrew Watson is known as the first black player and played in Scottish club Queen's Park in the 1980s. A game of passion. Few other sports show examples of passion to that extent as football. The arenas are flocked by sharing people, and in front of the television, more are watching carefully and sometimes with great enthusiasm. Already in the late 19th century, Goodison Park was built in England in purpose of hosting football games in 1994. Already in the late 19th century, Goodison Park was built in England in purpose of hosting football games. In 1894, the FA Cup final between Notts County and Boston Wonders were attended by 37,000 people, a milestone in the development of football stadiums in the construction of the American Stadium. In the year of 1950, the imposing stadium in Rio de Janeiro was ready for almost 200,000 people, and no other sport has seen stadiums of that capacity be built to host its games. There have been two different traditions of fan culture on the arenas, the British and the South American. The British fans adopted the tradition of singing. The repertoire was inspired from the pub and working songs, among the other arenas. The South Americans, on the other hand, would adopt the carnival style, which included firecrackers and fireworks, and also the modern phenomena of Bengali fires. Fans in other countries have later adapted to a mixture of these traditions. The Great Modern Competition no other sport event besides the Summer Olympic Games can today be measured itself with the FIFA World Cup. The first edition of the FIFA World Cup was played in 1930 in Uruguay and has since then returned every four years, with the exception due to the Second World War. In 1991, the first World Cup for women was held in China and has since then also returned every four years. Today, the biggest global tournament for clubs in the Champions League played since 19. 92, the former European Cup, 1955 to 1991. In the late 19th century, only a few national football teams existed. England and Scotland had the first active teams that played games against each other in the 1870s. Today, there are 211 national associations, including the Federation Internationale de Football Association, FIFA, the world governing body of the sport. Another proof of the globalization could be seen in the increase of nations participating in the World Cup qualifiers from 32 in 1934 to over 200 in 2014. The world regions have been divided into six confederations, Confederation Africane, the football, CFA, 
Asian Football Confederation, AFC, Union de Associations Europeanes de Football, UEFA, the Confederation of North Central America and the Caribbean Association of Football, CONCACAF, Oceania Football Confederation, OFC, and Confederation Sudamerica de Football, COMEBOL. The name of the game, football or soccer. In most parts of the world, football is used as the name for the chess of the green pitch, the biggest sport in the world. In the United States and Canada, however, soccer is used instead as a distinction from American football. A more formal name sometimes used is association football, but in popular speech, it is either football or soccer. This concludes the history of football segment of this podcast. Now, we will talk about the legendary player. The legend player. Today's legendary player is Pavel Nedved. Pavel Nedved was born in Czechoslovakia on August 30, 1972. He was a professional football player. In Czech, he played at Dulka and Sparta Praga. He played 91 times for the Czech Republic national team. Since 1996, he played in Italy, first at Lazio, and then from 2001 to 2009 at Juventus FC. He is also the vice champion of Europe, both as a national and club player, thanks to the result achieved by in 1996 with Czech Republic and then Juventus in 2003. He won the Golden Ball Award. In August 2009, he announced the end of his football career as a player. He is considered one of the best midfielders in the world. And he is a foreign player who played for the longest period of Juventus. He is also the seventh best foreign goalscorer ever of Juventus. Since 2010, he sat in the board of directors of Juventus. And in 2005, he has been appointed as vice chairman of the club. Pavel Nadved played around 554 career matches. Throughout his career, he scored 121 goals and 71 ass- and he had 71 assists. He had a total of 5 red cards as well. Some of the trophies that Nedved won was the Coppa Italia, which he won twice, the Supercoppa, which he won 4 times, the Super Cup, which he won once, Serie A, which he won 3 times, Serie B, which he won once, which is the lower division of Italian football. He has gotten second place in the Euro 1996, the Europa League in 1998, Serie A in 1999 and in 2009, the Coppa Italia final in 2002 and 2004, the Champions League in 2003, and the Supercoppa in 2005. Pavel Nedved has also been rewarded with four Ballon d'Ors in 1998, 2000, 2001, and 2003. Those Ballon d'Ors were for the Czech. For the whole world, he has won one Ballon d'Or in 2003. He has been part of the UEFA Team of the Year for 2003, 2004, and 2005. He has been the Czech Player of the Year for 1998, 2000, 2003, and 2004. He was the Serie A Footballer of the Year in 2003. He was also awarded the Best Foreigner of Serie A Award in 2003, the Best UEFA Midfielder Award in 2003, and Euro Team of the Year in 2004. Throughout his career, Pavel Nedved has won many trophies and has gotten many achievements and will be known as one of the best midfielders and players in the world. That concludes our Legendary Player segment of this podcast. You are listening to Football Gossip with Samyam, presented to you by Ubercast with Samyam Khatiwada. Now I will talk about the Super League crisis that happened in football a couple months back. 
what happened was that 12 of Europe's leading football clubs announced they have agreed to establish a new midweek competition, the European Super League, governed by its founding clubs. The proposal involves the clubs forming their own competition to rival the UEFA Champions League. Which clubs are involved? The Premier League Big Six clubs, Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Tottenham are involved. AC Milan, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Juventus, and Real Madrid are also part of the other six teams who have joined as the founding clubs of the Super League. It is anticipated that three more clubs will join the Super League ahead of the first season, according to the clubs, which is intended to commence as soon as practicable. German giants Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund are not included, and nor are French former champions PSG. The clubs say that the formation of the Super League comes at a time when the global pandemic has accelerated the instability in the existing European football economic model. Further, for a number of years, the founding clubs had the object of improving the quality and intensity of existing European competitions throughout each season and of creating a format for top clubs and players to compete on a regular basis. What does this mean for the Champions League? If the Super League does go ahead, it would effectively rival and then hope to replace the Champions League. What would the format of this Super League be? Teams will be placed into two groups of 10. Teams will play each other home and away in their group, followed by a knockout stage. All games will be played midweek and the competition will run from August until May. 12 founding clubs with three more clubs are anticipated. The 15 founding clubs will govern the tournament and add five other teams that will have to qualify each season. How would the league be financed? About $5 billion has been committed to this new project by the American bank J.P. Morgan. In their own announcement, the Breakaway Club states that the founding clubs will receive an amount of 3.5 billion euros solely to support their infrastructure investment plans and to offset the impact of the COVID pandemic. What happens next? Going forward, the founding clubs that they have been looking forward to holding the discussion with UEFA and FIFA to work together in the partnership to deliver the best outcomes for the league and for the football as a whole. The reaction of this intended Super League has been pretty disappointing for the founding 13 members. The players and managers of these first 13 clubs were not involved in the decision-making of the Super League. It was all the owners of the 12 teams. Fans from all of these teams have been sad and angry with the creation of the Super League, saying that the Champions League is better and they did not want the Super League. Right now, almost all of the 12 teams have withdrawn from the Super League, with the fans being this upset about it, except the teams of Juventus, Real Madrid, and Barcelona. These three teams are hit biggest with the COVID outburst and are in the biggest in debt in the football world. With the creation of the Super League, their funds would be reboosted and they would be on the right track for buying more players and participating and winning more competitions. For Juventus, Serie A, the Italian league, have threatened to kick them out if they do not withdraw from this Super League. And for all three teams, UEFA have threatened to kick them out of the Champions League as well if they do not withdraw from this Super League. That ends the Super League part of this podcast. This is football. Now let's move on to Nepali football. Today I would like to talk about a little bit about the Nepali football and what's going on right now. 
The franchise of Nepali Super League, the first ever franchise football tournament in the country, is said to be held from April 24 to May 8, and they were unveiled in Kathmandu on Sunday. The organizer, Nepali Sports and Event Management, named Bharatnagar City FC, Kathmandu Blazers FC, Lalitpur City FC, FC Chitwan, Pukhara Thunders, Butwa Lumbini FC, and Nangadi FC, are the teams to compete in the league. Biratnagar City FC is owned by Anup Patrai, the former CEO of Nepali Telecom. Chiranjivi Shah, the chief executive of MAW Yamaha, is the owner of Kathmandu Lasers, and Lalitpur City FC is owned by Kamanagurung of the Patbatini Group. Game on Private Limited, Sachin Dhakal, is the owner of FC Chitawan, while Nidakar Shreshta of Lakshmi Group was named the owner of Pokhara Thunders. Rajkumar Timalsina of Event Code Private Limited was revealed the owner of Butwal Limani FC. Timalsina, however, said that there were multiple group people and groups involved in the franchise. Suhab Sa, the managing director of SPA, was announced as the owner of Dhangari FC. The seven-team tournament to be organized under the technical support of All Nepali Football Association, ANFA, would be played in the round-robin format of Lushrat Stadium. The players' auction will be listing them under four categories. Each team will have 20 players. One team can recruit three overseas players and field them two at a time. All Nepal Football Association has made public the list of players for section in the Nepali Super League football for- tournament. ANFA General Secretary Indraman Tuladar has required to inform in advance in the case of these players in the list or unable to participate in the tournament. ANFA has made the list of players public by making all three categories. Accordingly, there are 35 players in a category A. Most of them are players who have played football representing their national team. There are 64 players in category B. Similarly, there are 58 players in category C. The Nepali football team is also playing against Iraq on May 29 as a friendly game, but will also have several games during the summer against teams in Asia and Oceania for the World Cup qualifiers 2022. Teams that are in the same group as Nepal are current first place Australia, second Kuwait, third Jordan, Nepal are fourth with just one win out of five, and fifth place is Chinese Taipei. Let's hope that Nepal will do well in these remaining games and will have the chance to qualify for the World Cup 2022. That concludes the Nepali football part of this podcast. Now on to the final segment of this episode, the football vocabulary and terms. The glossary and terms. The first football term of today is Galactico. Galactico is a term used to describe a football star. This especially deals with Real Madrid's efforts to buy world-class and famous stars like Luis Figo, David Beckham, Zinedine Zidane, the former Real Madrid coach, and Ronaldo Nazario. The Galactico era, mostly led by current Real Madrid president Florentino Perez and the longest supporter of the Super League, lasted for around seven years, from 2000 to 2007. The players mentioned above were the main Galactico signed by Real Madrid during this time period. There is also a new documentary called Galactico in ESPN Plus that talks about the Galactico time period and signing of all of these special iconic Real Madrid players. The second football term of today is the Pachichi Award. The Pachichi Award is given to the players who finish the La Liga season with the most goals. La Liga is the top division of football in Spain. The Pachichi Award from last season was claimed by Lionel Messi. 
and he is also the player with the most Pachichi awards with seven, now eight, as he is the most goal scorer of this season. This award was named after Rafael Moreno, also known as Pachichi. That concludes the football vocabulary and term segment of this podcast. Thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of Football Gossip with Samyam till the end. Let me know in the comments how you felt about this episode. I appreciate everyone's thoughts, comments, and questions about each episode. Finally, for everyone around the world, I hope you are safe and healthy and strong in these challenging times. Thank you and see you next time. Also, stay tuned for the next episode of Football Gossip with Samyam as we will be talking about the Europa League and Champions League final results. Thank you. Football Gossip with Samyam.